Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast, another Authors Tuesday. So today I was delighted to be joined by another guest, all the way from Dallas, Linda Anderson Little. And it was really great talking to Linda today, all about her writing and the books she's written. There's really some great heartfelt messages in the books, as you'll hear in the podcast as she explains. So a big thank you to Linda for coming on the podcast today. I'm sure you all agree you're going to enjoy this podcast. And thanks a lot for listening and watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, you might like and subscribe to my channel. Take care. Thanks for listening. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Authors Tuesday. Today I'm delighted to be joined by another great author, uh, Linda Anderson Little. Um, join me from America so you're very welcome along to the show tonight thanks a lot for joining me thank you so much for having me yeah yeah no it's great to see you and um would you mind maybe we start off the podcast today just um to explain to the listeners a little bit about yourself and the book you published sounds really good thank you um yes I'm actually a Lutheran minister and I'm serving a congregation north of Dallas in uh, Richardson Texas And I've been here for about four years and I've published another book in um, the fall of 2016. And uh, this is that book. It's called Motherhood Calling, Experiencing God in Everyday Family Life. And this was a, a book of stories about my children and all the profound things that they said, you know, out of the mouths of babes which I'm sure you're experiencing with your own son. They yeah, say the darkest yeah. things. They do. And sometimes <laughs> they give us profound insights about life mm-hmm. and, um, and about what's important and about what matters. And they help us to pause and to embrace what is really important. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I found that I was learning so much about myself and about spirituality and about what was important when I was staying home with children. And I found that um, nobody was really talking about how much spirituality we experience in the home with our children and how much they teach us Mm. about um, awe and wonder and spirituality and nature and creation and appreciating all of these profound, meaningful, purposeful gifts of life. And I think if there was one gift, I hope that families started to experience Um, maybe beyond the stress of COVID was that we began to appreciate having those gifts Mm. of that intense family time that we have so much that we can learn from our children. So I started to write these stories and essays about what I was learning about spirituality and about um, the sacred experience of God from my kids and from the family. And those essays ended up being published in this book and it ended up winning an award, uh, I guess it's on this side, which was, um, it was called the um, Indie Book Awards because it was an independent publisher, Henschel House, publishing house in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, mm-hmm. and it won the 2017 Indie Book Award for Christian nonfiction. And the publisher submitted it to that award system uh, without me even knowing it. So, so that was kind of fun. And- and so that was in the fall of 2017, uh, or 2016, it was published and won the award in 2017. And during that time, when I was writing those essays, I wrote a children's fable. And 
I never published it. And a member of my church published a children's book and that inspired me. She inspired me. She, her dog got lost in the neighborhood for five days and a whole bunch of people that she didn't know came out and helped her find her dog. And they met in the church parking lot and said, well, I had a sighting here and I'll look over on this street and you look on that street. And she wrote a children's book about Twinkie and the village and all the people that came together to find this four pound Yorkie that got lost (laughs) in the neighborhood. So she published the story and um, she might be another great person to have on your podcast. And she dedicated all the profits to animal rescue organizations in our town, Richardson. So that was how she found the church. She came to the church after she found her dog to thank God for um, helping her find her dog, which was so important to her. And that was how we met. And she wrote this children's book. And I thought, well, I wrote a children's story and I never published it. But Darcy, who wrote her story and published it, inspired me to write down this children's fable that I wrote when the kids were small. And um, the book is about compassion. And I thought, at least in the United States, over the last couple of years or several years, we have lived in a very divisive, politically divisive culture. Mm-hmm. And we have the war going on in Ukraine. And, um, you know, we have climate change going on. And what we really need is for us to have more compassion and love and understanding for each other across race, culture, creed, doesn't matter what our faith is. It's a non-sectarian book. It doesn't matter what your religion or if you have no religion, um, but just we need to have compassion for each other's suffering and how do we relieve one another's suffering. So the book coming out is called The Tears of Joy That Save the World. And that'll be coming out in the fall in September. And it's Mm -hmm. a story about a mom and three kids that uh, take a ride on the river of tears that the mom cries and their tears of joy and their tears of compassion. And they're also tears that she cries when her children walk for the first time or when she sees people building a a home for the homeless and things like that. And um, so a creek forms in the backyard, uh, the Creek of Tears. And when uh, when my kids were growing up, you know, I, I was always a crier, you know, and one of my children asked my husband, can you make mom stop crying? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so that was sort of the impetus for me writing the fable. And uh, so the, the kids and the mom go on this adventure on this creek of tears that form in the backyard. And the house that we used to live in in St. Louis, Missouri had a creek in the backyard where the kids played a lot of time playing. And so I wrote this fable that the creek was made of the mom's tears So they go on this adventure and this creek of tears and then becomes a river of tears and an ocean of tears. And the kids realize that the the water of the tears become the solution to the problems that the people have that they encounter um, on their adventures. And they work with the people to help solve problems, whether it is hunger or a lack of water for farming or um, habitat for animals. Uh, or food, or salt uh, that's needed to preserve food and things like that. And so um, the children learn compassion and we define what compassion is that we experience another person's sadness and we want to do something about helping them. So that's what the book is about. And it seemed that this year 
uh, with all of the things going on in our country and in the world and the level of divisiveness that we have, that this is a time for a message of compassion, um, that we're teaching it to our children and then reminding ourselves in the process that no matter where we come from, whether we have a faith, no matter what our faith is, every religion um, and every um, ethical human being has the golden rule that we treat one another how we would like to be treated and how other people need to be treated. And that is with love and compassion. And how do we teach that to our children? And how do we remind ourselves that we are one human family with one globe of resources? And how do we come together uh, to, to treat each other with love and compassion? Wow, that is lovely. That's, that's a lovely message. Absolutely beautiful message, like you know, yeah, because um what a story even to read your kids, you know. Um it just to so much heart in it. Like um thanks a lot for sharing that with everybody. That that's that's brilliant. And um I'm looking forward to be able to share your books as well. If you can send me the links as well, so I can put them on the show notes for people as well, you know. I would love that. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. No, no, thank you. And um when did the journey begin for yourself with your writing? Have you always been a writer yourself or where, where, did, it, where did, it, did it begin for yourself? Well, as a pastor, I've been ordained for 33 years. And when you're a pastor, you naturally do a lot of writing. Okay. Uh, I write a sermon every week. You write church newsletters. But then I became interested in writing um, outside of the work-related writing that I do because I, I actually did some writing in high school. I started to write poetry and things like that. But when I stayed home with my children is when I really started writing these reflective essays, because as I'm sure that you're finding with your uh, with your own son, who who you shared as five, they're such an inspiration. Mm -hmm. They carry so much wisdom yeah. and they, um, you know, obviously they're challenging, they're tiring, they're many things, but they are also such a, a source of, of wisdom when we can mm. pause and reflect on what they're teaching us and what they're helping us reveal about ourselves. So um, I kept jotting down notes and things that my children, I have three children, um, that they would say, I'd write it on the backs of, back of envelopes that came in the mail, on the back of newsletters. And now, of course, with phones and apps, you can there's apps that like Toot Suite and other things where you can record things that your kids say easily mm -hmm. on your phone and you can make videos much more easily with, with um, phone apps, which were not available when my, my kids were born in, in the early, in the 90s. Um, but I really got inspired by my children um, when they were young. And that's what really inspired me to do a lot of writing. And I have continued to write since then and I have a blog, um, soulstorywriter.net. And I've been keeping that blog for several years. And that has um, some of my essays from my books. It has uh, sermons, it has liturgies. It, it, so I have a whole variety of things. And then it has several books um, on spirituality where I have um, essays about spirituality. Um, in different, different books about spirituality. Uh, they're not books that I've written alone, but different pastors have contributed essays to those books. And those are um, publicized on the website as well. And um, so I've just been doing all that kind of reflective writing probably since the 90s. I've been doing it since the 90s. So probably for 30 years. 
great yeah oh well that's 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 great and your blog um i'd love to find out more about your blog if you'd like to share that as well for for people to check out as well it'd be great yes i would love to send you yeah. a link to that it's soulstorywriter.net great great and i just find it very interesting as well that the way um the other author your friend who who uh, couldn't find her dog and they, they they got to the church that way and then it spurred you isn't it it's incredible the way um it can happen like that where you get the inspiration to write your book books yes that's right and that's community is so important because yeah. we do provide inspiration for one another yeah. and darcy didn't even know that her <laughs> yeah. writing her own story provided the inspiration for me yeah. to, yeah. to write you know because yeah. i'd had this story written probably 15 years ago and it just yeah. sat there in my computer doing nothing and when she published this book and i thought you know here i'm her pastor and i'm supposed to be inspiring her but yeah. she is inspiring me and mm -hmm. so it's not in none of us have one single role all of us are designed to shine our light mm -hmm. whatever light our creator has put in us and each of us are an inspiration to each other in different ways and each mm -hmm. of us can inspire one another so our children can inspire us you are inspiring us with your podcast with music oh, and with highlighting other people so you mark are an inspiration all of us can be an inspiration for one another and sometimes we're an inspiration without even knowing it so when yeah. i told this to darcy she was excited she works in construction you know and <laughs> yeah. she's not thinking that she's inspiring other people for writing but she is yeah. you know and so yeah. so uh, god can use us in many ways mm -hmm. even when we are not aware that the life uh giving universe is using us as a source of inspiration for other people yeah no no it sounds amazing like your what you've written it sounds really really good i'm looking forward to picking up a copy of it myself <laughs> so um as well as that do you, do you have a kind of a structure which you're writing as well like um of when you were writing your books to write a certain amount of words a day or um what way did you use or what strategy would you would you would you have used yourself linda uh-huh usually what would happen is something would catch my attention and i would write down a nugget and then when I had time, especially when my kids were small, it didn't work to have a structure for me mm -hmm. to uh, write every day, mm -hmm. um, especially because my kids were close together. So I had them two years apart. So like I had a one, three and a five-year-old or a two, four and a six-year-old. So it was very good. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so often what I would do is after they would go to bed at night, then I would say, well, I, I have this nugget of an idea. And then I would go back, I'd have to go back in my memory and close my eyes and kind of remember that moment of inspiration. And I'd set reimagine what it was and sit in my memory. And then sometimes I would try to get the feeling of that moment. And I make sure that my fingers are the right place on the keyboard. And sometimes I write with my eyes closed so that I can turn off the critical mind and I can listen to the spiritual voice or the intuitive voice inside. And um, I haven't listened to very many people who write that way, but I also write my sermons that way because it's very um, easy to to criticize mm. what I'm writing. Like, I'm not sure that's the right word, but then I disrupt the flow. And yeah. so it helps me sometimes to write with my eyes closed so I can listen to the flow of the intuitive voice without editing as I go. 
So I would try to reimagine where the moment of the inspiration where I wrote down that nugget with little kids around. And then I'd go back to that moment and just write what I felt and what was coming to me. And then I'd go back and edit it later. And then the other thing that I would do would be, we would go on vacation to a camp. And when the kids were in day camp, like they'd be in camp from nine to 12. And then I would have free time and I would spend the free time writing like, and we would be there for a week. So then I would have blocks of time during vacation while the camp, kids were in camp to, mm -hmm. to work on my writing. So, mm -hmm. so that was also very helpful. And then, um, so usually um, times at night were better for me because I'm more of a night owl. Mm -hmm. I know for other people getting up early in the morning and writing was better for them, but, um, but blocks of time on vacation, and then um, later at night were better for me. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because um, I've had one or two people, authors on uh, over the last two years who will do something similar like uh, with their, their eyes closed, but other people might listen to music as well, you know, with no lyrics, but just just um, kind of classical or, you know, just just um, no, no words. But I find that I've done that myself and I understand what you're saying because it kind of you flow much better by listening to something or you know shutting yourself off you know yes yes that's a very good idea i have sometimes listened to that very spiritual meditative music like 480 megahertz or something like that the meditation mm -hmm. music yeah. and that does help get yeah, you yeah. into a reflective state mm. no that's that's a great voice for listeners yeah yeah oh sorry yeah <laughs> yeah no that, that's said, great yes i said i'm glad you mentioned the music yeah, no, no, it's great. Yeah. And how did you find um, over the last two years with, with the COVID um, with writing? Did you find your inspiration? Did it affect you in any way? Or um, how, how, how was that for yourself, Linda? You know, um, I found it um, a struggle sometimes because I'm an extrovert. And COVID was hard on extroverts mm. because we get our connection and our yeah. energy from being with people. Mm -hmm. And so um, at the church, our building was closed here for 14 months. Uh, mm. We were not meeting in person in the building. And so we became very good at um, doing services and all that stuff on video recording. Mm -hmm. But then we also did worship outside and that really made a big difference. So once we started doing worship outside and people could watch it, um, pick it up in their car on Zoom, like we're doing now, or they, I did it on a microphone and they sat in lawn chairs and picked it up on the speaker. Um, that was that was energizing. So mm -hmm. then my writing after um, getting together in the outdoor service became easier because we were having more in-person interaction with masks and distancing. But then we were having live music and the musician would come and play the outdoor elect electric piano and we'd plug right. stuff in. And um, so, so then it became a little bit easier. And then we started having meetings on Zoom and Bible study on Zoom. So the first six months were especially difficult, but then once mm -hmm. we figured out all of these other ways to connect, it became much easier for me as an extrovert because at least then I started to feel more connected to people. And then I was sort of back to my other habits where I would get a nugget and then I would you know, close my <laughs> yeah. eyes, and meditate, and then I would be back to, um, 
connecting with that inspiration, but it mm -hmm. is sort of dependent on having relationships with people and getting energized by community. That's a big part of it for me. Yeah, no, that, that's great, you know, because um, as you say, a lot of people um, through COVID started di different stuff off, like, you know, with me doing the podcast and like, you know, you have to think of the good stuff that came out of a bad situation. I know, God, God love anybody that, that was affected really bad, like with illness and losing jobs. But, um, you know, you've got to look at the good side of where, you know, your creativity. Yes, yes. I think that is a that is an important factor, especially in maintaining mental health. How yeah. do you in the most difficult situations look at what you have to be grateful for mm. and uh we we have a saying in the church you know god can squeeze a blessing out of any terrible situation so when i can look around and say what is the blessing that is being squeezed out of this situation it may be yeah. hard for me to find but i've got to look around what what is it that i have to be grateful for and um so i think that that's a very important point and yeah. um you know, just to have a just to have a a home and loved ones that I'm living with. And mm. um, my dad is 87 and he lives about 40 minutes from us. And we continue to get together and we have several pictures of grilling outside, sit, mm. get, sitting six feet apart. Yeah. We'd set the table outside and we'd get up and we'd wear masks and we'd separately go up and we'd serve ourselves food after my husband got the salmon and the potatoes or whatever it was off the grill. Nice. And then we'd sit six feet apart, the dog would be in the middle and we would eat. And sometimes we're sweltering in the Dallas summer and other times we're bundled up and we're cold and it's 40 degrees in the winter. But we did it every two weeks all through COVID. And I thought, I'm so grateful that we're mm. figuring out a way to connect with my dad, who is who at the time was 85 and 86. He just had his 87th birthday. And we've got to find a way to stay mm -hmm. connected. And we did. And, and that's that's what mattered. Sometimes we did it over a fire pit and sometimes we were cooking marshmallows and sometimes we were just dripping with sweat, but we got together. Yeah, that's the important thing. Very good. Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I say you enjoyed it. I say you love that. <laughs> yes, right. It yeah. may be uncomfortable. It may not be ideal, but we're having fellowship and we're we're talking, we're sharing, we're laughing, we're telling jokes, we're celebrating that we're alive. We have yeah. good food to eat and and we're we're here and we're together. So so that's what we have to be thankful for, and we are thankful for it. Yeah, well said, Linda. Well, thanks very much for that. And um, as well as, do you have any favorite books you like to read yourself that kind of inspired you in your writing, um, Linda? Hmm. Yes, or I do love to read. And um, I love Anne Lamott, okay. um, who is an American writer. And she uh, is a, um, uh, she's a person of faith, but she also, um, just is, tells it like it is, you know. Um, uh, her name is Anne Lamott, and there's uh, there's another um, writer, Nadia Boltz Weber. She's also another uh, writer that just sort of I like writers who can integrate faith, but also just tell the truth, tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I also like reading um, novels and mystery writers. 
I've just been reading over the summer um, some Janet Ivanovich. It's just fun to get into a story mm -hmm. and, and read different writers, how they use language and how they use words. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, uh, yeah, there's lots of, and then there's, um, of course, stories that I've read with my kids. We all went through the whole Harry Potter yeah. series and all, all of those things provided great joy for our family. So, you know, there's all kind of genres of reading that I love. Um, like stuff, yeah. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's great. That's a great list. <laughs> a really good list. <laughs> Brilliant. And for there's that. plenty more, but yes. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And um, as well as that, where can people get your books, Linda? Um, are they available on Amazon? And do you have them in bookshops as well um, where, in Dallas? Or? Yeah, um, this book is on Amazon, Motherhood Calling. Okay. And it's That's also great. at Henschel House, um, Henschel House, um, I think it's dot com. Okay. And um, that's the that's the publishing house and the children's book, I think, will be out in September. So this one is not available yet. OK, um, so I will that will be on my website and oh. it will also be available at Henschel House and it will also be out on Amazon when it comes available in September. Great stuff. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. It's best to look with it. Yeah, so probably the easiest thing is to um, send me your website so people will be able to find your books. That way is probably the easiest, is it? Yes. And yeah. also I'll be promoting the Tears of Joy on Facebook. So maybe when it right. comes out, we can link that to your, yeah, to your perfect, website. Yeah. Too. yeah. No, that's great. And what, what's next for yourself, Linda? Have you any other um, stuff going on? Uh, any other books um, in the, the making? You know, that's a great question. Um, I have several essays in um, books published by a spirituality house near here, the retreat house. And we just had a book come out called um, House of Healing. All of them are called House of something, House of Courage, House of Light, House of Healing. Um, uh, so there's 15 of those books. And so we just had one come out. And so there'll be another, a second book of those essays coming out in the second half of this year in December. So mm -hmm. I'll have a couple of essays coming out in that book. I'm not sure what the title of that uh, book is yet. Um, but in terms of another book, I'll have to think about that. If it'll be another book of essays or another um, children's book, um, mm -hmm. that is yet to be revealed to me. I'll, I'll have to get quiet and think about that and see, see what, the, what the spirit reveals. Maybe you have a suggestion for me, or, or maybe your listeners have something that they would like a children's fable or a book of essays to be about. Yeah, yeah. No, whatever it is, I'm looking forward to reading it because it sounds really, really great what you're putting out there. So thanks a lot for sharing all this with us, Linda. It sounds amazing. Well, I appreciate you having me on your program, Mark. It's yeah. a great combination of stories and music, and yeah, yeah. Uh, there couldn't be anything better to inspire us. So thank yeah. you so much yeah. for your time and for having me. No, thank you, Linda, so much. And as well as that, I was going to ask you, just when you, something you mentioned there, um, healing. Um, there's a book on healing you're bringing, bringing out, is it? Would you mind just talking a little bit about that? Yes, um, I'm a certified spiritual director. I did an extra certificate of training um, that I re uh, received in 2018 um, in spiritual direction, which means I can meet with people who are seeking 
a deeper uh, sense of spirituality or relationship with God. So I'm an affiliate spiritual director at the Retreat House, which is just um, here in Richardson. And there are several spiritual directors affiliated with the Retreat House from all different uh, faiths and denominations. It's not just mm -hmm. Christian, but other faiths yeah. as well. And um, all of them can be contributive writers to these books. And the most recent publication is um, House of Healing. And so all of the spiritual directors have a chance to write essays about how they have experienced healing, wow. um, their experiences of healing, uh, um, and um, how they recommend healing, or if they have a poem about healing, how mm -hmm. they have essays of healing. And I myself am a breast cancer survivor. And um, some of those essays I've um, added to this book and um, because I had breast cancer when my kids were in third, fifth and seventh grades. And um, so in the in the book House of Healing, I have a psalm of lament when I felt uh, went through a, a dark night of the soul and felt so abandoned and lost and alone. And then I have a psalm of praise where I experienced renewal and a sense of of God's light and healing and presence. And so those are the, um, the contributions that I put in the house of healing mm -hmm. and um, the book. And then other contributors and writers have poetry and other essays and other experiences of how uh, they have um, experienced healing. And I have a copy of the book here, but I'll have to stand up to get it if you'd like oh, me to get it. Yeah, look at the scanner. Yeah, if you're happy to do that, Linda, that's great. Thank you. So this is House of Healing. Okay. I got to make sure I get on the right side of the camera here. Yeah, no, I have a good, yeah, I can see that perfect now, Linda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is put out by the Retreat House, and I can send you a link for that. Brilliant, yeah, uh, please, yeah, yeah. And and every book cover looks similar to this, and these are also on my website, and this is another one that came out recently called House of Comfort. Well, yeah. And um, so there's 15 of these that have come out, and I've got essays in every one. There's House of Light, House of Remembrance. Um, house mm. of hope, house of joy, house of laughter, house of play. Mm. Um, so, and there's all different writers that contribute to them. And that's what's really fun because you get all these different spiritual mm. leaders' perspectives on all different kinds of experiences and topics. And there's poetry, there's essays, and there's different kinds of writing. So it's not just one, one type mm. of writing. Yeah, because I find it fascinating, like, because a lot of people wouldn't know about this like you know because i've only recently um found out about healing spiritual healing and all that uh, due to a personal thing that um I, I was dealing with a while ago but um no th that's really really good for people to check out so that's great because uh, it, it sounds to me it's kind of like a writer's group for say really is it like you know yes these are all putting together um the stories which is which is great Yes, yes, it is. And it's a yeah. wonderful opportunity for people who have not been writers before uh, to be published for the first time. Yeah, so yeah. Um, for for people who are new to um, to writing and to publishing, it gives them a chance to to yeah. have something published. And that's really special for people. Great stuff. Yeah, great. So because we're, we're involved, I'm involved in a writer's group myself that um, 
okay. guy in Dublin, he, he set it up over the last years ago, a few years. And uh, during, during COVID, like it was a worldwide thing. Everybody, like a lot, lot of people from all over the world were joining into the writers group, which is great. You, you write off a prompt every week and you have a half an hour to um, put something together. So it's unbelievable. The stories that come out of it, it's great, you know. Isn't it wonderful? And I think writing stories, whether you're published or not, is a beautiful practice of mm -hmm. self-reflection, self-insight, self-knowing, self-revelation. Um, because sometimes I don't know what I think about something until I start writing about it. And then when <laughs> I start writing about it, I get new insights and new wisdom and new understanding about my what's going on inside my own heart that I was not a part of my conscious mind. So yeah. writing is such a beautiful tool to access our own soul. Mm. Oh, that's no, great. So what a lovely way to finish off. I really, really appreciate you coming on, Linda. It's been great um, having you on and wish you all the success going forward with your writing. Uh, would you mind if I ask you one last thing, not to put you on the spot, but uh, just sure. for people who are listening, um, if you could give a sentence just to keep people motivated in the writing, what, what would you say to them? I would say write your soul. You know, write your soul because there are inner depths in your own heart, in your own soul, in your own being that are there that we that you don't even know. So the conscious mind only has access to what we've allowed in. And when we start writing, things are revealed that the conscious mind doesn't have access to yet. So writing is a tool that allows parts of yourself to bubble up that have not been revealed yet. So have the courage. Writing is an act of courage. It's an act of healing. It's an act of self-revelation. So writers are courageous people. They're um, curious people. And they're people who are wise and who have the courage to grow and evolve into the fullness of the depth of who they are. And that is such a beautiful thing. And that's why writers are such delightful souls because they're leaning in to their evolving self. And if there's one thing that the James Webb images coming from the, the telescope, isn't that the name of the telescope, all those images that have just been revealed, right? Is that the evolution of the universe is such a vast and glorious and immense space. And we are a part of that. I mean, we are made of the stardust and the evolution of this vast universe. And part of that is inside of us. And, and we evolve as with this whole immense universe. And so have the curiosity and the desire to explore both the hidden depths within ourselves as we get to know the immensity of the depths beyond ourselves. And writers can explore both those inner depths and those outer depths beyond us, which takes so much beautiful courage. So explore the depths of your own soul as you articulate also the beauty beyond the depths of our universe. Wow, that's lovely. Thanks so much, Linda. That's, that's, that's amazing, the voice. Thanks so much, lovely. So it's been absolutely brilliant having you on, Linda, uh, Linda Anderson Little, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, so thanks everyone for listening to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another great Authors Tuesday with Linda Anderson Little. I'm going to share all your uh, books, the links to your books and your website on, on the show notes. So once again, best of luck. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for joining me. And I just also at the last minute want to really plug this beautiful artist who did oh, these lovely, uh, yeah. illustrations. 
Her this name place is Karen amazing. Hilmes. Karen Hilmes Studio. Uh, dot com, and I hope that you will also explore her art. She's a beautiful artist as well. So thank you so much, Mark. What a joy to be with you. Thank you so much, Linda. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, once again, big thank you for everyone listening to the today's podcast and watching it on YouTube. Yeah, this is a great interview I had with Linda Anderson, author from Dallas. And her book is called Motherhood Calling, which sounds amazing. So I'm going to share the links um, to her sites and her website on, on the show notes to check out. So um, thanks again for listening and have a great week. Take care. Song of Fall. Good night. Thanks a minute for tuning in today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast. Um, so I just want to advertise my new book. It's called Adventures of Larry Lampost and Friends. It's a book I wrote for my own children. Bedtime stories, collection of bedtime stories. And to some uh, really funny characters in it that my kids love. So I'm sure your children will like as well. Um, like th- there's uh, Larry Lampost, there's Mr. Shopper. There's like the name but a few. So I'd really appreciate it if you could buy this book. And... It's available on Amazon and if you want our book depository. So it's on Amazon UK and various Amazon sites throughout the world. So um, I really appreciate it. Then if you want, if you're in Ireland and you want to buy it off me, just contact me um, by email. It's marklestrange11 at hotmail.com. That's M-A-R-K-L-E-S-T-R-A-N-G-E-1-1 at hotmail.com. So thanks a million, folks, for your continued support on the podcast. Really uh, appreciate it. So listen, have a great week. And thanks for tuning in. Take care.